Looking back over the years, I guess I shed some tears. I told myself time and time again, this time you're gonna win. But another fight and things ain't right. I'm losing again. Boom, boom. Takes a fool to lose twice. And start all over again. Uh, think I better let it go. Looks like another love TKO. Told y'all niggas I'll be back, right? This your boy, this your motherfucking boy, King No Uncensored. We back again. Oh, yeah, man. Man, I want to thank all of y'all. And I mean everybody that viewed my draft videos, my draft playlist. I got multiple playlists on my King No NBA Music Talk page. I got the 2023 NBA draft coverage. And then I got the live that I did. Um... Thursday night, and then I also made, you know, a, you know, a playlist about my mock draft, and then I did, um, it was another list I did too, so, um, you can look on my YouTube page to get all the content, but I want to just thank y'all for listening man i just to show my little appreciation for all y'all but we're gonna get to some stray news here let's get it popping wow the sacramento kings have been mentioned as a potential suitor for draymond green and can blow the warriors out of the water pause on their offer for him next uh this summer 
what Sacramento got up their sleeve. I mean, they could use him. They definitely need somebody with Draymond's talents alongside De'Aaron Fox, DeMontis Sabonis. So I'm guessing they're willing to let bygones be bygones when Draymond stomped on uh, (laughs) DeMontis Sabonis' leg and shit. I mean, obviously the Lakers have interest in him as well, of course. You know, I could tell. You want to know why? Because, you know, Braun and Draymond looking looking real curt on their vacation. I see y'all besties. Y'all two niggas having a girls trip. (laughs) I I see y'all. Speaking of LeBron, though. Wow. Funny how niggas change when they get some change. So ESPN analyst Brian Windhorse apparently revealed how toxic LeBron James has been to his teams. So we had a segment on one of those ESPN shows where he aired out the person that got him the opportunity. Wow. I don't know to be intrigued or to be upset because this fat 12 Baker's does matter of fact fuck 12 Baker's dozen donut per day eating ass nigga want to talk about one of the top 10 players of all time he got a lot to say for a person that used to write in a paper for you know for a groupie ass nigga to ride your dick to get this ESPN job in order to film a segment dissing you I know LeBron feel a type of way. That fat motherfucker gonna randomly have a heart attack one day. Bron gonna send somebody for that 800-pound, my 600-pound life built-ass nigga. But let me read this, though. All jokes aside. So, few NBA analysts have followed LeBron James' career as closely as Brian Windhorst. During a segment on Get Up amid the serious struggles of the Los Angeles Lakers, Windhorse laid out the four-year cycle that has defined LeBron James' career since his first outing on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Brian says, I mean, this is all facts, though. Y'all don't like, y'all don't like facts. Y'all LeBron, y'all LeBron sexuals don't like facts. But this is what Brian, one of his former allies, I guess, LeBron's career operates in four-year increments. He wears down the team. I call it organizational fatigue. It happened in the first time in Cleveland. They ran out of draft picks. They had a lot of old players. Shaq nearing the end of his career. Antoine Jameson among other players. Then he goes to Miami. Four years. Great streak. Ran out of draft picks. In their last game, three of those players retired after the game. He goes back to Cleveland, four years, great streak, ran out of picks, and here we are in Los Angeles in their fifth year, and they have no draft picks. They're exhausted. LeBron takes the team to the extreme and wears out teams. Yo, Brian Windhorst rapping on here. Let me read that scheme again, yo. You know, because we do urban music too. LeBron takes the team to the extreme and wears out teams. Poetry and motion. I mean, I agree with him. This ain't hate. This just facts. 
A lot of y'all don't want to tell the truth about your bae. And this is somebody that is a bronze sexual. But that's all I'm going to really say about this before we get to the to what we're here for. I mean, obviously, this is King Known Uncensored. We got the NBA draft grades for y'all for all 30 teams. So look out all day tomorrow as I promote this particular episode where we talk about what everybody drafted and my final grades. So let's get it started and let's get retarded. The Atlanta Hawks. Now, the Atlanta Hawks, in my opinion, had a great draft. Not only did they pick the person that I felt like they picked, their second-round picks turned out to be pretty solid, in my view. I'm going to give the Atlanta Hawks an A-. They drafted Kobe Bufkin, Seth Lundy, and Mo Gay. Pause. I mean, Kobe Bufkin is going to be very good off the bench for this Atlanta team. And Seth Lundy, that guy has the cannon. The guy has the three-point jump shot. The 99-3 on 2K. You dig what I'm talking about? So, and then Mo, and then Mo, I mean, Mo is solid, man. He's a solid energy player. I think all three of these guys are going to make an impact on the Atlanta Hawks bench to the point where they can go maybe 12 deep. I think Atlanta's going to be much better next year, and I'm just going to leave it at that. The Boston Celtics, they drafted James Najee and Jordan Walsh. Um, Jordan washes. He looked okay. He looked just okay. James Najee is a good backup. He would probably, you know, they probably drafted him for insurance just in case Al Horford upped and retired. I think that Al Horford is going to come back. I think he's going to not retire like he planned on doing at the end of last season. But um, I'm going to give the Boston Celtics a C plus. However, these two picks are not mediocre, but they're not anything to do backflips about. They ain't draft the next big thing. You know what I'm saying? Pause. So let's move on to the Brooklyn Nets. So, the Brooklyn Nets drafted Derek Whitehead, Noah Clowney, and Jalen Wilson. These are three players that can instantly crack the Nets rotation. I think Derek Whitehead could have the potential to start alongside Spencer Dinwiddie and, and Mikhail Bridges. That's how good he is. I mean, he's a great catch-and-shoot guy. You know, Derek Whitehead is pissed off about all of the draft experts calling him unathletic when he suffered a knee injury. I mean, a foot injury. I'm sorry, a foot injury. 
Like once Derek Whitehead gets 100%, I think that's when you can actually evaluate his athleticism. I mean, Noah Clowney, I mean, Noah Clowney is just like Nick Claxton. He'll be the backup center coming off the bench. Jalen Wilson is also a solid player. I liked his game from what I've seen. And I'm just going to give Brooklyn a B-. Like, they made some good choices and some good picks. But they weren't spectacular, though. Next, I give the Charlotte Hornets a... Okay, the Charlotte Hornets drafted Brandon Miller and Nick Smith Jr., I give the Charlotte Hornets a B plus. I mean, Brandon Miller is going to be certified. He's a certified guy. He's just, he may be an idiot, but he's a good player. And he is going to light it up in Charlotte. And then Nick Smith Jr. is definitely good insurance for LaMelo Ball just in case he gets hurt or Terry Rozier. Nick Smith Jr. has great scoring ability and great defensive ability. He is pretty much a 3 and D player. However, Charlotte is still still going to be probably a lottery team. But I give the Charlotte Hornets a B+. For making great choices throughout this draft. Chicago Bulls drafted Julian Phillips. Julian Phillips is an okay player that could get into the rotation. But Chicago should have been a little bit more aggressive during this draft. I mean, I think that Chicago is a walking mid-pack. And they just refuse to make any moves and refuse to do anything. You know what Chicago should do? Chicago should have done what the Washington Wizards did with their team. They knew it wasn't going to work. So they got Beal out of there. They got God up out of there. You know what I'm saying? And Kuzma opted out to be a free agent. I feel like they should do the same thing with Levine and DeRozan. You know, Vucevic is going to be a free agent. So I think Vucevic should get the fuck up out of there while he still got some time left. But I'm going to give the Chicago Bulls a C minus. I mean, Julian Phillips is not a bad pickup. It's just that I feel like Chicago should have done more. The Cleveland Cavaliers drafted Imani Bates. I mean, Imani Bates is the sleeper of the draft. We all know that this kid has offensive skill set like no other. And his defense could use a little bit of work. But here's my thing about Imani Bates, though. I feel like Bates had first-round talent. I think he had mid-first-round talent. So for that, this this was Cleveland's only pick. Now, I feel like they could have been a little bit more aggressive. You dig what I'm saying? But I'm going to give the Cleveland Cavaliers a B- for drafting Imani Bates. Dallas Mavericks 
Yo, this is one of the best drafting performances that, you know, that that Dallas has had in a very long time. They drafted Derek Lively, the second, and Oliver Maxence Prosper. So you got Derek Lively, who is the center that the Dallas Mavericks deserve. You know, he's a rim protector, and he can play very good. And Oliver Maxence Prosper is a 3 and D guy who reminds me of Dorian Finney-Smith. So this is the Dorian Finney-Smith replacement that the Mavericks needed right now. He could probably step in and play that three and that stretch four. And for that, I give the Dallas Mavericks an A-. minus. Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets drafted Julian Strother, Jalen Pickett, and Hunter Tyson. Now, I did look at these three guys' uh, draft tapes. They're okay. Just okay. I mean, Strother is a three-point shooting dynamo. Jalen Pickett is more like a defensive guard. Hunter Tyson is a hustle, hustle guy who can hit open shots. He's a shooter. I feel like, I mean... At least one, if not two, of these three players are going to make the rotation next year. And the rest are, and the one that's left over is probably going to be G League bound. But I give the Denver Nuggets a C for these choices. Detroit basketball, the Detroit Pistons, you know, they drafted Aswar Thompson and Marcus Sasser. Now, Aswar Thompson. It's NBA-level talent. He has potential all-star game. And then Marcus Sasser is another one of those 3 and D players that I'm very excited about. We got him, you know, we got him, you know what I'm saying, earlier than he should have went. And that's fine because I feel like Sasser has talent. And I think he's definitely going to be in our a trusted player in our rotation. And for that, I give the Detroit Pistons a B plus. Golden State Warriors. They drafted Brandon Podzimski and Trace Jackson Davis. Brandon Podzimski is probably one of the top three shooters in this draft. Podzimski's got that old school um, international game. He's Goran Dragic with the game and he's a perfect player for Golden State's rotation and then Trace Jackson Davis is a guy that the Warriors need now he's a little bit undersized pause but I think that he could go he could attack the basket he's probably one of the best in this draft at attacking the basket at least top four top five range like I seen his tape and it was amazing like he was dunking on everybody and he's also a rim protector this could be the guy that Golden State fans been begging Golden State to go grab even though he's only like six seven six eight ish but he protects the rim pretty good he's like Ben Wallace but not but not as Gritty as Ben Wallace. He's a poor man's Ben Wallace. 
And therefore, with that, I give the Golden State Warriors a B minus. Now, the Houston Rockets, they are they probably had the best draft, in my opinion. They drafted Amin Thompson and Cam Whitmore. Those are two guys that I had in my top five. I projected Cam Whitmore to be the fifth overall pick and Amin Thompson to be the fourth overall pick, which ended up happening. And these two guys are going to to get the Rockets more wins than they expect them to. Therefore, I give the Houston Rockets an A. Indiana Pacers drafted Jairus Walker, Ben Shepard, Mojave King, and Isaiah Wong. Now, I viewed all four of these guys, and Jairus Walker provides some sort of what we call leadership. He's got a Draymond Green game mixed in with an Isaiah Stewart game. He can score, he can facilitate, and he can play defense. He's an all-around player. The perfect guy to have on your team. Ben Shepard from Belmont, all he does is shoot, 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 shoot. No questions asked. Now, Mojave King and Isaiah Wong, they might be G League bound. Not going to hold you. But they're second round talent. And they're solid players. Um, And with that, I give the Indiana Pacers a B-. The Los Angeles Clippers, um, they drafted Kobe Brown and Jordan Miller. Now, I I got to gaze at Jordan Miller's tape. He's okay. But I, I, I feel like it's giving G League. But Kobe Brown's definitely gonna pack gonna uh make his presence felt in that rotation. Like he definitely co- gives me Karan Butler vibes. He's good in the open floor. He can play some defense. Definitely something that the Clippers need in their rotation. Another Nicholas Batum, basically. So with that, I give the Clippers a C minus. The Los Angeles Lakers. They drafted Jalen Hood Shafino and Maxwell Lewis. I love Jalen Hood Shafino's game. It's very mature. It gives me Kate Cunningham vibes because you know he's like six five, six six. And he can facilitate well. He finishes at well at the basket. And he can distribute the rock. Now, Maxwell Lewis is a steal. Maxwell Lewis got first-round talent. He was just on a shitty college team. So, talent like that is always going to be available in that second round. He's NBA-ready for sure. And he will help the Lakers. And low-key, this could be Rui Hashimura's replacement if he decides to leave the Lakers. So with that being said, I give the Los Angeles Lakers a B plus. Memphis Grizzlies. Um, they drafted G.G. Jackson and Tariq Baberovich. Um, Tariq Baberovich, I don't know. I'm just not sold on that kid from what I've seen. 
G.G. Jackson, I'm sold upon, but I don't know, man. I wouldn't be surprised if he he got put in the G League to start because he was the youngest player in the draft. He's still, um, he's still a project player. I mean, but G.G. Jackson's talents could have him, <clears throat> could have him make the cut in Memphis because he has. NBA level scoring ability but with that being said I give the Memphis Grizzlies a C minus the Miami Heat drafted Jamie Wakes Jr I mean he's a guy that fits the rotation but that wouldn't have been my pick personally so I mean he's just another guy that could crack the, the rotation in Miami so I give the Miami Heat a C. Milwaukee Bucks. Um, they drafted Andre Jackson Jr. and Chris Livingstone. Wasn't too familiar with Livingstone, and Andre Jackson Jr. Some people had them in the fir- him in the first round. On their draft reviews. I mean, Andre Jackson Jr. played pretty well in the NCAA tournament. And he's pretty good. And Milwaukee getting him where they got him, that's a steal. But other than that, I'm going to give this a C-. Minnesota Timberwolves. They drafted Leonard Miller and Jalen Clark. I watched a little bit of Jalen Clark's tape. He's a decent addition. Leonard Miller is the addition that they needed badly because they don't know the status of Nas Reed. It's it's some potential that he could be gone. So Leonard Miller, a guy that's a power forward with an underrated jumper with some defensive prowess and basketball attacking ability and being a lob threat. Definitely instantly helps the Minnesota Timberwolves. They definitely got their man. And with that being said, I'm going to give them a B minus. The New Orleans Hornets drafted Jordan Hawkins. And this was a this was a guy that they needed badly. A guy that could operate out of screens and hit many open jumpers while double teams are drawn. But I'm going to give New Orleans a B. For drafting Jordan Hawkins. New York Knicks, y'all get an F. Y'all didn't do anything. Y'all didn't even do anything to move in the draft. Y'all outside of the building. Y'all can't even get in. So I give New York an F. Oklahoma City Thunder, they drafted Kaysan Wallace and Keontae Johnson. Now, Keontae Johnson had a health scare a couple of years back. But it seems like this season he bounced back. And he is one of the uh, better 3 and D players in the uh, NBA draft. So, I'm going to give Oklahoma City a B. A solid B. This wasn't amazing, but it wasn't bad either. And Kaysen Wallace could replace Kyrie Irving if he decides to move on in free agency. So... Orlando Magic, they drafted Anthony Black and Jet Howard. 
Now, Anthony Black is definitely going to start. Jet Howard's definitely coming off the bench. And he's going to be... He has the potential to be like a 14, 15-point scorer off the bench, off his talent and shooting ability alone. So with that, I give the Orlando Magic an A-. Philadelphia 76ers did not do shit in the draft. Therefore, I'm going to give them an F. Phoenix Suns drafted Tomani Kamara. Hey, man. Tomani Kamara could play some basketball. He was an underrated second-round pick. He's really fucking good. Therefore, I'm going to give Phoenix a B- for seeing the underrated gem that he was. From the footage that i seen. Portland Trailblazers drafted Scoot Henderson, Chris Murray, and Ryan Rupert. Yo, these are three players that I follow closely. Pause. Um, Scoot Henderson's the real deal. He's definitely going to have a breakout season. Chris Murray's going to be a solid backup big man off the bench. Could start at the four. And Ryan Rupert is a forward with guard skills who can make reads and he's a big point guard from a technical standpoint not the best shooter but I think he can improve on that jump shot in the NBA but man Scoot Henderson Ryan Rupert and Chris Murray Shit. I got to give Portland an A for this. Straight up. They had one of the better drafts on Thursday night. Sacramento Kings. They drafted Colby Jones and Jalen Slauson. And man, Colby Jones can play. He's a very mature player. You know, he's being compared to Jamal Murray. That's what he's being compared to. That's a very interesting comparison in my book. And then Jalen Slauson, this dude here, can attack the basket. And he could play. Therefore, I'm going to give the Sacramento Kings a B- minus because these are two guys that are possibly going to be in that rotation. San Antonio Spurs, they drafted Victor Wimbenyama and City Sizosko. San Antonio loves their international players, I tell you. Victor came out of France and Sizosko came from the G League. These are two guys that are defensive players. And, I mean, Victor Wimbenyama is obviously the number one overall pick and the guy that the whole world is banking on. So, and City Sizosko, like, he's 
the one of the most underrated players in this draft. Like this guy, I compared him to Ron Artest. So, I mean, I think the San Antonio Spurs deserve the grade of an A-. Toronto Raptors, they drafted Grady Dick, Pauls, and, um, I mean, that was their only draft choice, but they needed a guard really, really badly because they didn't know whether Fred Van Vliet's going to come back. And they need a guy that could come in and uh and play right fucking now. And Grady is is the is the is that guy. And I'm going to give the Toronto Raptors a B minus for this choice. Utah Jazz, they arguably had the best draft. I mean, if you were to ask me who had the best draft, I would still say probably the Houston Rockets. I'd say Houston. Houston, Portland, and Utah. But the Utah Jazz drafted Taylor Hendricks, who's a 3 and D dynamo. Keontae George, who gives me Damian Lillard potential, and Bryce Sensabaugh, whose game is similar to Chauncey Billups' game. I'm going to have to give the Utah Jazz an A. Because these three guys can get you jump shots, and they all, I mean... Maybe with the exception of Bryce Sensabaugh, I mean, Taylor Hendricks plays some defense. Keontae George plays some defense. Bryce Sensabaugh is like a hack. But that's completely fine. So with that being said, I'm going to give the Utah Jazz an A. Washington Wizards, you know, they had a decent draft. They had the surprise of the draft as they drafted Bilal Koulibaly and Tristan Vukovic. But, um... I'm going to have to give the Washington Wizards a B- minus for being risky because Koulibaly is a guy that's going to make an immediate impact on the defensive end and has some a little bit of off of raw offensive talent. Pause. But yeah, those are my draft grades. Now I got two more stories to kick off. One I just found out. Um... The Philadelphia, the Phoenix Suns want the Sixers to facilitate a multi-team trade for Tobias Harris, where a third team takes the Andre Ayton. So the Phoenix Suns are going all in. Like this nigga Isaiah Thomas and James Jones are going to work. This is a last-ditch effort here because Phoenix wants. 
to go back to the finals. I mean, you already nabbed Bradley Beal. You got Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. You add Tobias Harris to this mix. This That would be a big move. Now, they would need to replace DeAndre Ayton. And I know the guy, I know a guy that could. But here's the problem, you know, facilitating Miles Turner to Phoenix and Tobias Harris could be a crazy task. Phoenix doesn't have any first round picks. So that third team, a la Indiana, would have to give up some players for sure. And Indiana, with this draft, has a lot of young talent that they could give to Philly. I hope they can make that shit work. I really do. Now, last, before we get the fuck up out of here, we got the Young Thug. Young Thug dropped a surprise album called Business is Business, and I decided to take it out for a spin. So I'm going to give y'all my album review of Business is Business. Let's see how Thugga Thugga did. A lot of people are saying that he got some old songs on this album. Let's start off with Parade on Cleveland featuring Drake. I love this record. It's dope as hell. Both beats are are crazy. Money on the Dresser. This was a dope ass beat. Not going to lie. This is a catchy little record too. Gucci Grocery Bag. Yet another one. You know what I'm saying? I definitely fuck with this record. Definitely catchy. Cars Bring Me Out featuring Future. This was pretty dope. With the Racks featuring 21 Savage, Travis Scott, and Yak Gotti. This is a mid-pack. I'm not going to lie. It's okay. Uncle Lamb. This was... This could be thrown away. Abracadabra featuring Travis Scott. This was hella corny. I mean, Travis Scott does a good job, but Thugger Thugger was not the best part about it. Went through it. This this was okay. Just okay. Oh, you went featuring Drake. Ayo. Drake killed this. Not gonna lie. It may be a top 10 to 15 verse of the year. It's not a top six, but definitely a 10 to 15. This beat go crazy. Want Me Dead featuring 21 Savage. This is just okay. Hellcat Kenny featuring Lil Uzi Vert. Uzi Vert has a good verse. Young Thug does not. Mad Dog, Mid, Jonesboro, Garbage, Hoodie featuring Beast Slime and Little Got It, Trash, Global Access featuring Nate Moose, this beat was great, but it was corny, it was a corny ass idea, all in all, business is business, is half trash, 
half mid. It's not half amazing. This isn't an amazing project. This is a reminder as to why I don't really like Young Thug like that as a rapper. I mean, he's so much better than this. I can say that because his last album, Punk, showed his potential. This album was Cheeks. I mean, so much fun was really good, though. So much fun was really good. I definitely slept on so much fun. But this album, for Young Thug's caliber of artists, is trash. The production was A1 from top to bottom. The production was A1. But Young Thug's rhymes were awful. His punchlines were awful. The songwriting on half of the records were awful. And I scored this as the second worst project released of 2023. Despite my praise of the certain tracks, but the last problem that I had with this is the best thing about Young Thug's album is not Young Thug. It's the features and the production. This comes off as like a DJ Khaled-esque album. More so than a Young Thug solo album. Now, that is my show. I appreciate y'all for coming through and fucking with me, man. This is King Known Uncensored. We got the draft grades of the 2023 NBA draft. And I'm out of here.